Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Charlie Kessler Show. I'm your host Charlie, thanks for taking the time and tuning in. A lot to talk about tonight. Tonight's going to be a football podcast episode. I'm going to focus mostly on the Giants, talk about the moves they've been making, maybe a move they should make. I also want to talk some Jets football. They made a move. I don't know if you guys like it or not. I'll tell you if I do. And also, will they be getting Aaron Rodgers? I dropped a podcast about how, you know, even though I'm not a Jets fan, I pull for him, and I think that Aaron Rodgers really completes this roster. Rumors are swirling that the Jets might not meet the Packers' demands, their, what they want, their asking price for Aaron Rodgers. And this deal might fall through. We don't know. It's not looking good. So a lot to talk about tonight. So let's dive right into it. So before I start, a few things. As I've told you guys before, I've been trying to give you a schedule. It's been difficult to give you guys a set schedule for this podcast because I I just do it in my free time. And some weeks I have more free time than others. And it's not always the same days. So if you want to know when a show is coming out, either go to my Instagram, Charles underscore Kessler, or go to either one of my Twitters. I have a Twitter for the show. It's at the Charles K Show. I know you guys are thinking, why is it Charles, not Charlie? Well, when I made it, I it was still the Charles Kessler Show. So the Twitter handle was at the Charles K Show. Now, I've changed it to the Charlie Kessler Show. And any of you familiar with Twitter, you can't change your Twitter handle. So that one stuck at the Charles K Show. But either go to, the, for if you're a Twitter user, I'm a big Twitter fan, either go to that Twitter handle, at the Charles K Show, that is my Twitter handle for the show, or my personal Twitter handle, which is at Kessler Charles, right? Or you could go to my website, which as I've said before, the URL is if you just type in MetsAndGiants.blog, right, in, in the search engine, it will come up. You'll probably have to put H. T-T-P-S. Well, actually, you probably don't. You pro- If you just put in, I'll do it right now. If you just put in MetsAndGiants.blog. Let me make sure it comes up. Yes, exactly. So if you type in in your search engine, MetsAndGiants.blog. No spaces, no capitals. My website will come up. And that is the best way you can know. When a show's coming out, because I'll either I'll go on I go on all of them. I go on my website, post a show's coming out later today, and then I even post the shows out available for you guys to listen. Twitter on the Twitter handles, both of them the same thing. Shows coming out later today. Show is now available for you guys to listen. I tweet out or Instagram. I post the shows coming out later today, and then I'll post out the shows available for for you guys to listen. So if you guys have social media, I advise you to. Go to my Instagram, like I said, Charles underscore Kessler. Go to either Twitter handles, at Kessler Charles, or at the Charles K Show. Or go to my website, MetsAndGiants.blog. And you can, that's the best way to know when something's coming out. If you guys don't care and you'll just check periodically, then you could do that too. You don't have to go to my Instagram or Twitters or my website. But if you guys want to know when something's coming out. Me, I listen to a lot of pack, podcasts. I want to know when something's coming out. So I would want that kind of information. So if you guys are like me and want that information, just go to any of those and you'll know when a podcast is coming out, right? And if you're a, list, if you're a reader, I, pl- I post plenty 
of articles on my website for you guys to read and enjoy. But enough about that. I wanted to say that because some of you may not have tuned into my last, well, one of my last episodes. It was not sports related one. Uh, it was what's America's biggest problem. I st- I talked about this and a lot of you only come to my podcast for the sports related episodes. And I understand that because I'm a sports guy myself. 95% of this is going to be sports. But I wanted to make sure the people that come here just for sports heard that and didn't miss that. So I want to put it out here. If you're a Mets fan, the next Mets podcast will start with that too. But enough about that. I want to talk football. And let's start with the Giants. And I love the moves they're making. Right, A lot of people are complaining about them signing Crowder. Their, their complaints are, well, the Giants have a lot of wide receivers. And that is true. The Giants have a lot of wide receivers. None of them are true number one wide receivers. I've been complaining about that a little bit, that they don't have a true number one wide receiver. I understand that a lot of people look at the signing of Crowder and they say, well, he's, he's a little bit older. He is not a number one. He's not a number two. You could argue he's not even number three, really. He's just depth. Do we need more depth? Well, number one, it doesn't hurt to have more depth. So, yes, if if Crowder was just a depth signing, which he's not, I'll get into that, it's still not a big deal because you could always use depth. Look at all the players that get hurt in football. I mean, Shepard's constantly getting hurt. I really hope, look, knock on wood, I really hope that he stays healthy this upcoming season, right? You know, in September, I hope that he, you know, comes back full strength and can play the whole season. But he has injury concerns. I mean, it doesn't hurt to have extra depth. So that's number one. Stop getting so worked up. It's it's good to have depth. You know, I still think the Giants will address number one wide receiver, alpha male wide receiver in the draft. But he's not just a depth signing a wide receiver, Right. Crowder is a punt returner and will do some kick returns. That's what people are missing. He is an excellent punt returner. He is an excellent kick returner. He's not a Devin Hester, but he is very good at kick returning, punt returning. He is. And that's something the Giants need to work on. You know, Richie James, like the guy, you know, he, he's he's fun to watch at times. He's a fun clubhouse guy, whatever. But I cannot take him returning punts anymore. He fumbled so much last season, so much. I'll never forget the game in in Seattle against Seahawks where the Giants could have won that game. He fumbled twice, including game on the line. Giants were down. I forget how much they were down, maybe seven. And they had a chance with like four minutes left to come back because the Seahawks had a punt. And Richie James fumbles the punt. Richie James, big fumbling problem. Crowder helps the Giants with kick returns and punt returns because that's a position the Giants needed to address. It wasn't the top of the list, right? I didn't even really mention it. Obviously, you needed wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, offensive line, now safety with Julian Love gone. So it's not really on the top of the list. It's not, you could argue it's not even really on the list for a lot of us fans. But it is a position when you look at it that needed to be addressed. The Giants cannot have Richie James fumbling the ball next season. He, he was a fumbling machine. So with Crowder, you get depth. And it never hurts to have depth. But he is more of a kick returner and a punt returner. And he's a good one. 
He's not going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's not a Devin Hester. I can't reiterate that enough. I don't want anyone to come after me and say, well, you say he was great. He's not that great. Compared to a lot of other guys in the league right now, he's a great punt returner and kick returner. He does have some fumble concerns himself, but I trust him far more than Richie James when it comes to fumbling. You know, I, I, I believe Crowder could hold on to the ball better than Richie James. So that's what this is, right? You're not going to see Crowder running a lot of routes. You might see him over the course of the season run a route here, a route there, you know, because people, players, have to get some rest, and you never know what kind of injuries there are. If the Giants get thin at wide receiver because of injuries, you'll see him take more snaps. If the Giants need to give Shepard a rest this day or give Shepard a rest during the game for a few snaps or Slayton needs a rest or this, that, you might see him take snaps from time to time and run routes from time to time. But Crowder, you're not going to see taking a lot of offensive snaps. You're not. He's going to be mostly kick returner, punt returner. And that's a position the Giants need to address. And it's, it's, it's a good thing they addressed it. Because people don't realize, before I probably said this, Giants fans out there, you didn't realize how much of a problem kick returning and punt returning, especially punt returning, was for the Giants last season. You know, because think about how little punt returns are involved in the game. You're worried about how well the Giants are running the ball, throwing the ball, the defense. You, there's only a few punt returns over the course of a game. So you're not thinking about it. But it is a important, important position. Like I said, against the Seahawks, Giants could have, not saying they would have, won because you don't know what happened. You know, what would have happened. But the Giants could have possibly won, took the ball downfield, tied the game, against the Seahawks in Seattle last season, and instead Richie James fumbles the ball and they don't even get a chance. I love what the Giants are doing here. They're being aggressive. Love it. They need to continue to be aggressive. <coughs> Excuse me. Because there are some positions that need to be filled. But as I told you, I think the focus here is the draft. You know, I personally didn't think the Giants were going to make any more moves until the draft. The Crowder move surprised me, but in a good way. I like the move. I really didn't think that the Giants were going to make another move until the draft. I didn't. But it's a good move. Now, you know, I could be wrong just like I was. But I really don't think you're going to see much more happen with the Giants until the draft. I mean, maybe they scoop up an offensive lineman still in free agency. But I don't think you're going to see any really more moves from the Giants until the draft. But we'll have to see what happens. But again, I like what's going, what the Giants are doing here. Being aggressive, you know, signing... Good deals, are, a lot of them are long-term. A lot of them are one-year deals. They're they're not a lot of money involved. I really like what the Giants are doing here. Team-friendly deals, aggressive, addressing needs, and not going out of control trying to address needs, right? Not not signing these big contracts, unnecessary contracts. They're, they're filling needs with the money they have and being smart about it. Well done on the Giants' part. Now, I teased in the, uh, in the opening a little bit, about a move the Giants should consider making, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. In previous podcasts, I said don't trade for Hopkins, but something changed, and it's intrigued me, right? I told you that I didn't think the Giants should trade for Hopkins, not because of production, he still produces, but age, contract tied to his name, and the asking price of what it will take. 
But now it's looking like the Cardinals have dropped the asking price. According to da- Dov Kleeman, I think I'm pronouncing that right, on Twitter, the Cardinals will not be able to get their initial asking price of a second-round pick and other asset in the trade for a wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. They think that it will be closer to the Cowboys' Brandon Cooks trade. And if you remember that trade, uh, there, it was a fifth and sixth round pick that was given up by the Cowboys for Brandon Cooks. Now, if you could get DeAndre Hopkins for a fifth and sixth round pick, you do it. You know, I, I didn't want them to give up a second round pick for him. I thought that was high. But if you could give up a fifth and sixth round pick for Hopkins, you do it. If you could give if if you could get him for fourth and fifth round pick, I would do that even. Right? Once you get closer to a third round pick, I would even consider doing a third round pick. I think first and second's too high. But if you get him for a third round pick, fourth round pick, this case in this case a fifth and sixth round pick, you do it. Right? I, his age is still a little bit of a concern. You know, he is up there in age, but he's he's thirty, right? So so that's that's up there, especially for a wide receiver. But he's shown that he could still produce. Last season, he only played nine games because of the suspension. But in the nine games, he had 717 yards with 64 receptions. He also found the end zone plenty of times with three touchdowns in the nine games. Rem- and let me remind you, that was with bums throwing to him. I'm not a big fan of Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray was out for, for most of last season. Those numbers were with their Cardinals second string quarterback and third string quarterback quarterback at times, right? Look at those numbers. Those numbers aren't with Kyler Murray thrown to him, which again I think Kyler Murray was overrated. These numbers are with second string and third string quarterbacks throwing to him. And he still produced at a very, very good level. Think about that. Think about that. 717 yards in nine games. Now imagine if he played you know, the full season, think about how many yards he would have. Easily eclipse 1,100, 1,200. He'd be up towards 1,300 at that rate. So certainly, you know, a very productive player. No doubt about it. And that's why I say if you get him for a fifth and sixth round pick, you do it. As I said, 30 years old is high. My, My initial concern with him was he's 30 years old. He's got a big contract tied to his name. And they want a second round pick. But if you could get him for a fifth and sixth round pick, what what are the Giants going to get value-wise in the fifth round and the sixth round? You get an alpha male wide receiver. Age is still concerning. Contract is still a little concerning. But you're not giving up a lot of draft capital. I would do that. Now, another thing I've been hearing is wherever he goes, you might even be able to restructure his contract. I don't know how willing he is to do that. But it sounds like he's willing enough to at least entertain the idea of restructuring his contract wherever he gets traded. So that'll certainly be interesting. He's posting a lot of videos of him in Buffalo or or sending subliminal messaging that he wants to go to Buffalo. He may go to Buffalo, and I can see Buffalo trading for him. And they, you know, they have Stephon Diggs, but Stephon Diggs is a little unhappy. And, you know, they could definitely use another weapon offensively. But I think that the Giants, you know, should definitely consider Hopkins if it's a fifth and sixth round pick. I'm not going to sit here and predict where he's going to go. I don't know if he'll go to the Giants. Something tells me he won't. I don't know if he'll go to the Bills. He wants to go to the Bills, but the Bills have to want him. 
I don't know where he's going to go. Maybe the Cardinals hold on to him. I have no idea what will happen. But if it really... that This is what I want to talk about. Not where he's going to go. I want to talk about what he's worth and if the Giants should trade for him. I'm shocked the Cardinals might only get a fifth and sixth round pick for him. I think he's worth a little bit more. He's certainly better than Brandon Cooks. But if the Giants could give up a fifth and sixth round pick for him, you do it in a heartbeat, right? I was concerned with the second round pick. Fifth and sixth round pick, you do it, right? And he could produce. These numbers are with second and third string quarterbacks thrown to him. Imagine if Daniel Jones was thrown to him. Now, I've, I've told you, Daniel Jones isn't Peyton Manning. Some Giants fans, I'm not one of them, some Giants fans act like he's the next coming of God himself. You know, I, I think he's good. I think he's underrated. But I know what he is. And he's he's a guy that you need to put the right pieces around him. He can't just put a team on his back like Tom Brady. But he's talented, obviously, Daniel Jones. Now imagine if Daniel Jones was thrown to DeAndre Hopkins. Imagine what his numbers would look like. Right? And that the Giants were to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Now... You could use that first-round pick for offensive line instead of going for an alpha male wide receiver. You could use that second-round pick for cornerback, a position that the Giants need. You could use that third-round pick going back to offensive line because I think the Giants need more than one offensive lineman to solve their issues offensive line-wise. So I think that if you trade for Gian, if, if the Giants could get him at cheap price like that, you solve a lot of issues. You solve the alpha male wide receiver, and now you give yourself a, a good position in this draft where you could address all your other holes and you could put together a real good team. Now they'll still have to work out his contract. His contract isn't pretty. But if the Giants get him for such a cheap price, it's not the end of the world if they can't rework his contract. So we'll have to see what the Giants do. But regardless, whether they go after him or not, I love everything the Giants are doing. Now I would still rather them go after a true number one wide receiver, alpha male, in this year's draft with their first round pick and forget about Hopkins. But if he's this cheap, it's it's worth considering, right? So I have to see what they do. Quick side note, I'm sure you guys noticed the audio quality difference, right? I might sound a little bit different. You won't believe this. My mic broke again. If you guys aren't active listeners, I'll fill you in. I was doing a podcast recently about a week ago and my microphone, it was the audio face or whatever they call it. It's the box that controls the volume of the microphone. It broke. No, my podcast. So I had to do that podcast and two other podcasts the day after without a mic. They sent me a new one, the same, the same brand, but a new one. You won't believe it. It broke again. The new one they got me won't turn on. Absolutely horrible. But I don't want to talk too much about that because then I'll just get aggravated and work myself up. One more move I do want to talk about the Giants making is they have touched, I don't want to say addressed, but they have touched up cornerback a little bit. If you haven't heard, the Giants recently signed Lions cornerback Amani, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's last name. <coughs> Excuse me. It is O-R-U-W-A-R-I-Y-E. Try pronouncing that last name. That is a mouthful. But the Giants signed this guy to a one-year deal. Now, as a former fifth-round pick by the Lions, he was drafted in 2019. He spent all four seasons with Detroit, has started plenty of times. He had 44 tackles in 14 games for the Lions in 2022. I like the signing. 
I don't know how many snaps he'll get. I don't I don't know if this is more of a depth signing or he'll be a starter signing. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll have to see how the Giants go about the draft if they address cornerback in the draft. The Giants draft a cornerback this year in the draft. I think this is more of a depth signing. But if the Giants don't draft a single cornerback in this year's draft, then he's probably going to be a starter. Now, I think the Giants are going to at least draft one cornerback in this year's draft, and I think they're going to do it earlier rather than later. So I don't think he's going to see a ton of snaps. I think this will be really more of a depth signing than anything. But he's a solid player, right? He, he is on the younger sign, side. He has plenty of starting experience. He has solid numbers, right? It's a good signing. It's a one-year deal. So you're not locked up with him. Another smart deal for the Giants. Again, I still think they're thin at cornerback. This isn't going to solve cornerback. They didn't address cornerback here. But it certainly helps. Certainly will definitely take less, you know, take some pressure off the Giants going into the draft. Feeling like we really, really, really need to hit on a cornerback. This helps. But I still think they should look at cornerbacks in the draft and draft one. You know, I still think they should go wide receiver first round, offensive lineman second round. But maybe they go cornerback third round. Maybe. So we'll have to see what they do. But another good signing for the Giants. Another one. Last time I want to talk about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and what disaster this is becoming. Right? I'm reading multiple verified Twitter accounts and multiple verified Instagram accounts that the Jets are unwilling to meet the demands for Aaron Rodgers and unwilling to give up whatever the Packers want for Aaron Rodgers. Could you imagine if they miss on Aaron Rodgers? This is becoming a complete disaster, right? I told you guys Derek Carr was the best option. The reason why is over the next two years, he is cheaper, money-wise, financially. He, he's going to cost you less money than Aaron Rodgers. You don't have to trade for him, right? He was a free agent. Unlike Aaron Rodgers, you have to trade for him. He, does have, he is younger, and he has plenty of upside Carr. The Jets gave him a meeting you know, seemed like they're very interested. And then after the meeting, they didn't do much and the Saints scooped him up. Now he's off the table. Now the Jets have put their eggs, all their eggs in one basket with Aaron Rodgers. And what it does, I don't know if this will work out. You know, and what if it doesn't? Where do the Jets go from here, right? Yes, they could draft a quarterback in the draft, but they would have to trade up to get in position to get a quarterback because a lot of teams need a quarterback. And then what if this quarterback isn't any good? Look at Zach Wilson. Just took him number two overall, and he's a bum. He's a bust. What if the same thing happens? You don't know what these prospects are going to be. And if you get a good one, does he put you in position to win a Super Bowl next season like Aaron Rodgers does? I don't think so. You go after Lamar Jackson, but he wants a lot of guaranteed money, right? And who knows if he'll leave Baltimore. I, I, I don't see how the Ravens would let him walk, right? I, I, I really do think... The Ravens go work something out. They they need him. He's the face of that franchise right now. So the the problem with the Jets here is they put all their eggs in one basket, and it may not work out. Now, ultimately, I do truly believe at the end of the day, a deal will get done. But I'm not certain. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not 100% certain like I once was about this. 
And I get if the Jets don't want to give up as much as the Packers are asking for, because I'm sure the Packers are shaking the Jets down. But where do the Jets go if they don't trade for him? There's no more quarterbacks. You can't go to a free agent, you know, and sign a quarterback. There's none really left that are worth going after. You don't know what you're getting in a prospect. Who you go trade for other than Rodgers. I mean, they're they're really in a hole. And the problem with this Jets team is they're a quarterback away, as I've said. And with a football team, you have a small window to win the Super Bowl. Even when you have young players, you have a small window. Because you don't know if the, the, those young players can keep it up. And then what if you have to, you know, they they run out of their rookie contract, now you have to pay them. Can you keep all of them? Right? A football team, you have a small window to win a Super Bowl. It's difficult. You know, there are some exceptions, but usually you see, a super. you know, after four or five years, the team doesn't have what it used to have, player-wise, talent-wise. Your Super Bowl window is closed. That's why I think the Rodgers was the best option because it gives you a chance to win the Super Bowl this year, next year. And if if you don't get him, no other quarterback gives you the option, I feel, other than maybe Lamar, who I don't know if he'll actually leave. None of these quarterbacks give you the option to win, to just insert and then have a really good chance of winning the Super Bowl that are available, at least. Obviously, if you go get a Patrick Mahomes, that's a different story. But I'm talking... Availability-wise. Other than Lamar, who, besides Rodgers, can you just insert and win a Super Bowl with right now? No, no one. And Lamar, we don't even know if he'll leave. So that's why you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't. And the Jets may have to learn the hard way. Now, I'm really hoping this goes through. And it should. I mean, the Packers want to get rid of Rodgers. Rodgers wants to play for the Jets, and the Jets want him. All three parties want, you know, exactly what is needed to get a deal done. Right? You Think about that. It's not like two of the parties want something, but the third is like, eh. All three parties need it. Or all three parties want exactly what you need to get this deal done. So I don't know how a deal doesn't get done. But it's certainly not looking good. But again, there's still plenty of time, right? When is the draft? April 27th? You know, the end of April. So there's still plenty of time to work out a deal. You know, and I, w- I think that they have a better chance of working out a deal before the draft. But even if the draft comes and, and goes and the Packers and the Jets don't have a deal yet, as long as the Jets didn't go after a top prospect in the draft quarterback wise a deal could still get done you know deals do take time so I wouldn't panic if there's any Jets fans out there listening you know I wouldn't panic but this is certainly getting a little uh nerve-wracking and as I've said before obviously I'm a Giants fan but as long as the Jets aren't playing the Giants I pull for the Jets so I really do hope this works out for the Jets I do I'm not I'm not trying to come off as a, a a Giants fan mocking the Jets. I'm not. You know, I think it's comical that Aaron Rodgers made it this big thing. He had to go on Pat, Pat McAfee's show. Oh, I intend to play for the Jets. Why well, intend to be a millionaire tomorrow? That doesn't mean anything. You intend? That doesn't mean anything. But I'm not trying to be like this, you know, 
you know, I'm not trying to mock the Jets of any kind, right? Because I do feel for that fan base as a Mets fan. And trust me, their day will come. They, they have a good team. And I, I, I hope this works out for them. But I just think it's funny that Aaron Rodgers is making this such a production. You know, it's like, really? I don't know. But we'll see what happens. You know, everything everything happens for a reason, right? So if, if he's meant to be a Jet, he'll, he'll be a Jet. If he's not, he, he won't be. But, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. Uh, I don't know if I'll end up being a Jet or not. But... If you're a betting, if you're a betting individual out there, I would still bet that he is on the Jets next season. So let's go do it for tonight. I'll wrap it up here. I actually wasn't even going to do a Giants episode tonight. I was going to do a Mets episode tonight, but then I was thinking about it. And I was like, I've done a lot of Mets episodes recently, obviously with spring training, the World Baseball Classic, and opening day right around the corner. I decided, you know, I haven't talked a lot of Giants football recently. I'll do a Giants podcast tonight and I'll do a Mets podcast tomorrow. So anyone interested in my Mets podcast, you can expect one tomorrow. Anyone interested in my Giants podcast, don't expect one for a little bit. With opening day right around the corner, not a lot going on in the football world. I'm not going to be dropping Giants episodes that frequently. One thing I will say is, I will at some point have a guest on my show. It'll probably be within the next three weeks before the NFL draft. I plan on having a guest on my show. His name's Ian. He works with me. Great guy. He's a Washington fan, though, so that's a bummer. But it could be worse. It could be Eagles fan or Cowboys fan, right? Don't shoot the messenger, Eagles fans or Cowboys fans, right? But I plan on having him on my show within the next three weeks or so before the NFL draft. Me and him are going to talk about the NFC East, do a breakdown. We'll talk about the strengths and weaknesses of all the teams and who we, we both think will come out on top, right? So you guys could look forward to that. That'll be a few weeks from now. But thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night, and let's go Giants.